Michael Squince Polidorus walked a little taller that day, and we had to tip our hats to him. He was lucky she hadn't beat the crap out of him. We wouldn't have blamed her. What he'd done was sneaky, rotten, and low. And cool. Not another one among us would have ever in a million years, even for a million dollars, had the guts to put the move on the lifeguard. He did. He had kissed a woman, and he had kissed her long and good. We got banned from the pool forever that day, but every time we walked by after that, the lifeguard looked down from her tower, right over at Squints, and smiled. And welcome back, everyone, to the continuing Ian Hates Movies summer movie series. My name is Ian. And my name is Tristan. Tristan is our 90s nostalgia expert. Indeed. And that's how I've been. Are you fine with that nickname? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay, great. Love I've been it. putting that like all over the show. <laughs> hey, when I teach yoga, I use mostly 90s music, and that's my kind of my theme, my thing that I used to, my draw. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, people love the uh, 90s classic. That and Game of Thrones, right? Yes, exactly. There you go. Yeah, so we are back. For people that don't remember, Kelly is off jet-setting. I believe right now she's in Japan. I've been talking to her back and forth. So, yeah, she is literally jet-setting around the world. Is she modeling or stunting? I don't think it's stunting right now. I think it's a little modeling. I think it's a little bit of uh, working on product development and a whole bunch of marketing stuff as well. So. She's a very big deal. Oh, yes. Kelly is a big deal. So everyone, you know, her opinions might be wrong almost <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I love having her on the show. Okay. But she is off jet setting, so she will be back next week. Hopefully, we are doing Suicide Squad by that time. But right now, Tristan and I are extremely excited because with the continuing 90s momentum, we are going into one of my personal all-time favorites and Tristan I believe it's the same for you right oh absolutely so we are going to be talking about the Sandlot yes and yes we talked about we did the Mighty Ducks podcast last week and we mentioned if you grew up in the 90s you should have seen this movie you might have been able to get away with not having seen this. If you were alive when The Sandlot came out, there's absolutely no excuse as a red-blooded American <laughs> that you should not have seen The Sandlot. I, I saw it late. I did yeah. see it late. I saw it probably when I was a teenager, probably around the same age as they were in the movie. I see. Probably somewhere around there. So how much later after the movie? Oh, it was later after the movie. Oh, it was okay. probably like four or five years after it, oh, maybe. Okay. Somewhere around there. I forget. It came out in 93. Yes. And Mighty Ducks 2 came out in 94. Mm-hmm. So we actually should have been calling Mendoza Benny the Jet during <laughs> this true. just because of the timeline wise. And Jesse Hall the Heater. Yes, yeah. exactly. That is very true. So yeah, this is, uh, this is a great, great movie. It is a trilogy. So I've been kind of promoting it as a trilogy because I will talk about the second and third one towards the end, make a couple notes about it. But really, this is one where it wasn't like the Mighty Ducks where they got better. Yeah, this, you is, know, not or a, at least, this is not a Triforce type deal. Yeah, not, not at all. Sandlot 1 is the quintessential. It is the best. So and, we're going to go over that one all the way through. And a movie that, even though it came out in the 90s, it was set completely in the 60s, except yes. for the first and last two minutes. Right. It completely holds up to this day. Oh, absolutely. They did such a great job on this movie. I heard it took them around 42 days to film it, and that's wow. nothing. Yeah, that's nothing, especially working with a group of kids. Yeah. So 
Very interesting stuff. I will at least right now say that Sandlot 1 came out in 93, as I mentioned. It has a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. That, what? Yeah, I would have thought it would have been higher. I know. I would have I would have had this up at the this 80s. This is seminal. What are you ta- what are they talking about? I don't know if you could have made this any more perfect. Yeah. Like <laughs> so I understand maybe it's just because it was a kids' movie in the 90s. Kids' movies weren't held at such a high regard yeah. back then. So maybe that's why. But then Sandlot 2, which came came out in 2005 wow. so 12 years later and it takes place 10 years later in the timeline of the sandlots that one has a 40 percent on rotten tomatoes now i would have it down in the 20s <laughs> i wouldn't know ian <laughs> no and that's good i i only saw it because it was on netflix it's no longer on netflix anymore but it okay. was there and i had to take a look at it and then sandlot 3 is unrated that went direct to DVD, which made it seem weird to me that Sandlot 2 went to theaters, which I never heard of whatsoever. That blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it's not rated at all. But that movie is not that bad. So I would definitely have it less than Sandlot, but way, way more than Sandlot 2. And it stars Brandon Walsh. Yes, it does. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, since you're the 90s expert, do you want to at least tell people what that's from, or do you think they should get it? Um, I'd like to hope you should get it because <laughs> that's Nano Two and O. Spoiler yes. alert! Spoiler is a show I would not cover on my blog because it is too popular, and my oh. blog is dedicated to the not so popular side. Why don't you right now say your blog title for now, and then at the end we'll also do okay, it. Okay, so it is www.thinkguapoit'snineties. That is N zero S dot squarespace dot com. Give it a month or so, and hopefully that Squarespace.com Gets will be uh, chopped off, <laughs> sure. and we'll just have the regular <laughs> URL. But yeah, check it out. First entry is on California Dreams, and it's uh, my next entry is coming out the same day as this podcast, so no preview, but um, I'm doing Idiot Savants next, which is ah. one of the uh, most underrated, greatest game shows from the 90s ever. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Very nice. I will also say, I have never, ever seen one episode of 90210. Wow. Never. I was too young for it. My mm-hmm. parents wouldn't let me watch it. And then by the time I got older, I was like, oh, I can see, you know, Tori spelling naked El- on, yeah, on the internet. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. I'm sure that was back when they were doing all the let's cut off this person's head and put it on a naked person's body. <laughs> right. I remember they made fun of that a lot on Scream 2. Right. Because <laughs> when they did that. So, all right. Yeah. Tangents already. Yeah. So, yes, we are going to be talking mostly all about Sandlot 1 today. Yeah. Amazing movie. Tristan, do you want to go into the backstory a little bit of it? Of how it was made? Well, no, just like in general, like what it's about. Just the basic. Okay. It is set in 1962, and it is a group of kids who just love to play baseball. And the protagonist, the narrator of the story, gets the group into the biggest pickle ever, (laughs) as we will soon find out. Yep. And then his best friend, who... As we'll come to find out, I would love to have had a kid like this in my neighborhood growing up. Yes, me too. Um, He comes and saves the day for the group. So it is basically their summer um, back when it was an innocent time in the 60s. We could just enjoy playing baseball all day. Check out pool honeys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, we will We will get to Wendy Peppercorn, yeah. that's that's for sure. Tristan, I think you did a good job with that. It's Sandlot, for anyone who doesn't know, that is a like a rinky-dink baseball field. Yes. Basically, it's something that you're able to kind of build out yourself. Yeah. It's not like an official field or anything like that. So you could say when you were a kid, hey, we're going out to the Sandlot, and that meant you were going to play some ball, you were going to throw the football around, whatever yeah. it happened to be. In this case, it was just for baseball. And 
yeah, these kids, it's just, it's one of those things where you wish your childhood was like this. Yeah, absolutely. Where you knew that you had a group of people, a group of friends that every single day you were going to meet up and just, it didn't matter what you were doing. It was just, you were killing the day together. Yeah. You had no other responsibilities. It's that perfect age where you couldn't work. Like you couldn't even do like the small time stuff. Like the one thing maybe missing from this movie was people having a, like a lawn job. Yeah, like having or, to mow the lawn to get baseballs or something like that. Or a paper route. Yeah, something. Yes, exactly. Especially being in the 60s. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one of those things where that's maybe the only thing missing from this movie. But that's how they had nothing else. Like, they never showed them going in for lunches or anything because they didn't need to do that. They were just out all day playing baseball in the sandlot. And even for me, I love this movie. I hate baseball. Oh, really? Like, I hate baseball. Why? I it's one of those things where I really tried to get into it. Obviously, being an American game, I didn't grow up in the States until later on in my right. life. But it was one of those things where everyone was into baseball. And it's America's pastime. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get into this. I played baseball. I'm good at baseball. Like, that's not an issue. But I find it to be so boring. Like, I just can't. When people tell me that soccer is boring, I go, have you heard of baseball? I remember growing up in the 90s, there were kids who loved baseball, lo- who were diehard little leaguers and they would tell me how boring soccer is and i'm like you just stand there yeah like in the, the outfield the only thing that is not as boring is if you're pitching or if you're hitting right that's really that's it like other than that i don't find and you can say it's a chess game as well same as people do with soccer you can say it's a chess game because you're you're in certain positions everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing and you're waiting for that instance where you have to jump. Right. You know what I mean? You're just going. But I really, really tried. So for me to really still love this movie is big because I really don't like baseball yeah. at all. I don't. I can't do it. I'm a baseball fan. Uh, I think my hierarchy would go soccer, football, hockey, baseball, basketball. Okay. Just because I'm not a good basketball player. And oh, okay. I'm really short. <laughs> and baseball, I never had the – I'm a soccer player. I had never had the hand-eye coordination to field a ball that small. Gotcha. Even in softball, that was a bit, of a, uh, bit of a challenge. <laughs> sure, sure. But I will say uh, a few years ago, they showed the Sandlot at Fenway Park. And so we got to that's sit cool. in the outfield and watch it on the Jumbotron. I like that. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's cool. And I've been to I've been to more Liverpool games <laughs> than, Red Sox than Red Sox teams. <laughs> <laughs> and I've that's lived funny. here for a while. Yeah. I just, so two as yeah, opposed well, to zero. I've been to what is it? Two Fenway Oh, and I'll count like the, the Celtic meet and game. greets and stuff as well. And the Celtic and game. And the Celtic game, yeah, yeah. So and I've been to one Red Sox game. I gave it a chance. Like it is fun if you can get a group of people together, but even now that ha- that has limited kind of appeal to me as well because of how expensive the drinks are. Like yeah. if you want to get together with people and watch the game, then go to a bar. Right. At least. Because then you're not paying fourteen bucks maybe for a drink. That is why I'll admit, I'm originally from San Diego, and part of my biggest motivation for moving to Boston is I am a Patriots fan. Oh, sure. I've spent 10 years here. I've never been to a Patriots game because I don't want to drive all the way down there. I don't want to pay all that much for parking, and I don't want to sit through all those TV timeouts in that weather, and oh, I sure. don't want to spend three hours getting out to go home. Yeah, that's the thing. I when I can watch it at t- on TV at home. I have friends that have season tickets, and even when they offer them, it's 200-something bucks a ticket. Yeah. And I'm not going to deal with that. Right. I'm just not going to. And it's fine for everyone else. Like, 
you know, more power to you. Like, I hope you really enjoy your time down there. Die hard, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's great. And same with the people that are going to Red Sox games three times a week or something. Like, great. If you really, I, I wish I enjoyed that. If I lived in San Antonio, I'd be going to every San Antonio Spurs game. No doubt about it. I would have season tickets for sure. But... You know, I just baseball just doesn't do it for me. Right. I don't, but I love this fucking movie. Which is funny because we've discussed. Look, we're Liverpool fans. We're not big MLS fans, especially no. since the P- Revolution play, play in Gillette, which is forty-five minutes away at least. Sure. But we've all said if the Rebs played in Boston and had a boss uh, st- a stadium in the city, we'd all have season tickets and we'd yeah. go. I think that happens with most places too because yeah, like if I if I were to move to San Antonio at some point, they have the Scorpions. Mm-hmm. I would go see, and they're NASL. They're not nice. even MLS yet. I would go see their games. Yet, yeah, yeah, I, it is yet because they're awesome. There is inter- is there an interest? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, San Antonio, I want to say only, they've got the greatest sports franchise in the United <laughs> States with the San Antonio Spurs. So they've got that baseball, uh, sorry, baseball, they've got that basketball-wise. Uh, San Antonio doesn't have anything else. They yeah. have no football team. That's why they were in the running for when the Raiders were going to leave yeah. and go somewhere else. San Antonio's like, fuck yeah. We want, who doesn't want Isn't more? that where the Saints played too when during the Katrina season? I think. Think they play so. at the Alamo. Yeah, Dome? because they've got they've got plenty of room in San Antonio yeah. for this stuff. So of course they want things if they can. But really it's just the Spurs. Right. You know, and that's fine with me because I love the Spurs so much, but other people love other sports. Right. So they'd be so happy yeah, to have I mean, other we live though. in Boston and there are some just diehard some of them are pink hat and still dedicated Red Sox fans. Sure. But yeah, being from San Diego where you can go up the day, the same day of and get a ticket for ten bucks because right. the Padres suck. Like See, that's cool. I mean, except for them them sucking. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's cool. What I what I find funny in this movie too is that so Dennis Leary, the the stepfather yeah, we'll of, of Scotty Smalls, he has a whole room dedicated to baseball paraphernalia. And then you see Benny the Jet Rodriguez's room at one point, and he's just got all this baseball paraphernalia because they love the game. Right. Like, I love playing sports. I love all sports pretty much that I that I enjoy playing. But when it comes to supporting a team, you would never see me hang up any other team stuff for anything Yeah, else. they have, like, White Sox pennants and, like, Yeah, and Yankees Brooklyn Dodgers posters. and, like, all this. Yeah, they are just – they are – literal fans of the sport itself right. and it doesn't they have no team loyalty it seems like yeah i have too much team loyalty to ever put up anything else from anyone else well they're also live in los angeles and they're dodger fans so those that would make them the amongst the f- biggest fair weather fans in the country oh no so yeah Kristen. i would have to note that even though i have been living in boston for 10 years and i Kind of did latch onto that bandwagon. I still, growing up in San Diego, detest the Dodgers more than the Yankees. You can send all of your hatred, <laughs> all of your hatred and hate mail to Tristan's blog. <laughs> and to thank Guapo, it's 90s at gmail.com. There you go. See, look at that. Way to plug. All right. So let's let's go ahead and start off this whole thing. Let's go through yeah. Sandlot 1. And it's just called Sandlot, but I'm calling it Sandlot 1 because yeah. there is a second and third. But Tristan, you want to start us off on how how the whole movie actually starts? So yeah, they start in what is present day 1993. And an adult Smalls, who is the protagonist, is going to work and he is the announcer for the Dodgers. Yes. They're yep. So he's going to Dodger Stadium, Chavez Ravine. And uh, he's talking about, I love that he says that there's one all-time moment in the history of sports, which is when the babe called his shot. Yeah, right. And he went from a hero to a legend. 30 years later, a man named Benj, a kid rather, named <laughs> Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez 
would become a neighborhood legend, which, do those still exist? There is one all-time greatest moment in the history of sports, and it happened in the 1932 World Series. The story goes that in the bottom of the ninth inning, with two outs, a full count, and the tying run on base, Babe Ruth raised his arm and pointed to the center field bleachers. No one believed it, because nobody had ever done it before, but the Babe was calling his shot. On the next pitch, the great Bambino hit a towering 400-foot home run. And even although he'd been a hero before that, that's pretty much how he became a legend. 30 years later, a kid named Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez became a neighborhood legend. It was in the greatest summer of my life when he taught me how to play baseball, and he became my best friend. And he got me out of the biggest pickle I'd ever be in. I think that's what was great about this kind of thing is you could have a neighborhood legend. I highly doubt that happens now, but yeah. we're also talking about we're talking as city guys. Right. right. You know, and not not to mention another 90s show that you can do on your on your blog. Oh no, that's on the list. <laughs> oh good. Okay. But yeah, we're we're talking from that, you know, we we've been there, done that. You know, I was a new kid similar to Smalls, you know, moving into a new place and then having to find friends and everything. I moved to the neighborhood about two weeks before school let out. It was the same summer that Dodger Maury Wills would break the stolen bases record. So with something that incredible going on, it should have started off with loads of great things happening for me. But it didn't. I was from another state and I didn't have a single friend in a thousand miles. It was a lousy way to end up the fifth grade because I had zip time to make friends before summer. And that's about where it all started. I would say in the past, yes, you definitely had neighborhood legends yeah. or whatnot. But now I, I'm guessing it'd be pretty hard. Yeah. I don't know. It it's, would be, it would be um, if he was, everyone would know via social media. Yeah, it'd be viral videos yeah. from, your, <laughs> from your thing. But what I will mention, because it does come up later on in something I'm going to talk about as well, this is very, like the voiceover makes this sound a lot like a Christmas story, like a yeah. summer Christmas story, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. That's my favorite Christmas kind of thing, like mm -hmm. tradition wise, is I always, you know, what is it, TBS or TNT yeah. puts that 24 hours of Christmas when story they're not on. showing Beastmaster and Clash of the Titans. <laughs> is that what they normally, I have that no was idea. Okay, when I was a kid, that was all they played, Saved by the Bell. Clash of the Titans and Beastmaster. Gotcha. And then a Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. So the voiceovers kind of make it seem a little bit like that and like the lessons learned and everything yeah. kind of make it seem like that. And I'll bring that up later on when we go into Sandlot 3. Yeah. So the protagonist's name is Scotty Smalls and he said that Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, aka Benny, got him out of the biggest pickle he ever got into. My life is over. <laughs> If it wasn't for Benny, I never would have made a single friend that summer, because all the rest of those guys thought I was a lost cause. Even before we became friends, Benny and me were connected. Connected for the one moment later that summer, when I'd get us all into the biggest pickle any of us had ever seen. <laughs> he also mentions later on that when he shows up, that if he had known 
that this was going to happen, he would have never shown up ever. Right. But that doesn't seem to go along with the story because it seems like his life is much better off for Absolutely. going through all this. And he, he makes a point to say that. Yeah, which is kind of strange. That is strange, yeah. I'd followed them to the sandlot once after school. I'd never seen any place like it. It was like their own little baseball kingdom or something. It was the greatest place I'd ever seen anyway. But they were good. Real good. And all I had was a plastic toy mitt that my grandmother gave me for my birthday when I was six. But when I finally got up enough guts to go out there and try and make friends, I found out that they never kept score. They never chose sides. They never even really stopped playing the game. It just went on forever. Every day, they picked up right where they left off the day before. It was like an endless dream game. There was only eight of them, so they didn't have a whole team. So even though I didn't know how to play, I figured I could be the ninth man and maybe just stand in the outfield somewhere and take up space. Squids! Of course, if I'd have known what was going to happen when I got there, I, got it. I probably never would have gone. Uh, we flash back to 1962. Benny is playing pickup ball, and he beats a pickle. Which is different than normal in this movie because there are people watching. Yeah. Which you never see ever again, but there are actually people watching and cheering, and it's like they're actually playing a full game, yeah. which they don't normally and do. And they're, they're, not, they're not in uniform. They're just fucking around. Yeah. They're scrimmaging. Right. He had stalked the gang, Scotty did. So Benny has eight other friends that he plays uh, ball with. Yes. So when Benny beat the pickle, they all kind of gave him some high fives, some oh, kudos. Yeah. He noticed that every single day they go to this sandlot and they just hit the ball around. They don't keep sides. Yep. They, they don't just keep, keep score. Right. They just keep playing. And there were eight kids and he figured he could be the ninth. So right. Because that's what they need for the full team. Yeah. As he is going into the outfield and try and linger around, maybe he'll just blend into the surroundings. We get the first glimpse of the beast. And before we completely go into that, we'll make a note. So first of all, I'm never going to call him Scotty anymore. Uh, yeah, call Smalls. Him Smalls. Yep. Yeah. So we'll call him Smalls. <laughs> call him Smalls. And then what you have to know about him is he just moved into the neighborhood two weeks before school ended. So yeah. they're officially in summer now. So he never got a chance to make friends. Yeah. And I've certainly been there before. Oh. And he's now. This is where I haven't been there. Is his original father passed away when he was very young but he's already very young yeah so he must not have known him that well and his mother remarried didn't dennis take, leary didn't take her that long no it didn't <laughs> but dennis leary doesn't seem to be a bad guy but he's, he's probably, just a guy he's just a guy yes <laughs> he's just it's one of those things where he probably is like oh i love this woman but i got his kid you know what i mean like i got you know, I, I don't know how to handle this situation, probably. Yeah. So he's a little standoffish, but the whole point is Smalls doesn't know how to play baseball. <laughs> so he <laughs> to wants, say the least. Yeah, so he wants his... He goes back and forth between calling him dad and Bill, yeah. but he wants his dad to teach him how to play catch. And he's like, every time, you know, Bill's like, yeah, but he doesn't... Smalls doesn't go, what about, like, right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> when can we do this? Because he needs to learn, yeah. so... And when he's still watching the uh, kids play ball, Benny hits one towards him. It hits him straight in the head, and he falls over. Yeah, and he has this crazy plastic glove, so yeah. it's not even a real glove, and the craziest bad hat. Biggest ever. bill ever. I know. I've never seen a hat like that. Yeah. 
So, yeah, he can't throw the ball either. So everyone laughs except Benny. Yes, which with, is great. Yeah, yeah, which is so unusual. Well, yeah, right, right. And that's one of the things where Benny, Benny, you can tell, is disappointed because he wants someone just to come out and play. Like, that's what yeah. Benny wants. He just wants the full team to be able to help him out. But, yeah, it's very nice that he's not one of the ones. If you've grown up with a bunch of kids like that, there are rules like there's right. a, there's a kid's rule and if you see a kid throw the ball the way he did which was you laugh <laughs> you you have to you have to I laugh. would make fun of you for not laughing like what are you his boyfriend or yeah, something what, like that what what is going on because back <laughs> in the day a 13 year old kid yeah you yeah. would say something stupid like that exactly i mean that's just the way it is and we'll get to more of their stupid insults later yeah. on that they use but it's kids yeah. i mean if you see someone how does someone not know how to throw a ball you just assume that that came naturally to you right exactly you know? so yeah so when Smalls' mom is talking to him about making friends and getting out of the house. Quintessential mom, by yeah. the way. Like, she sees him in playing with a Rector set, and she's like, it's fucking summer. Okay, which I wanted to bring up. I had the cheap Erector set that was not motorized, so no battery powered. It was sure. just the screw in everything and make something out of it. Yep. Did you have an Erector set at all? I don't think I did, which is strange being an engineer. Right. I right. don't think I did. I, <laughs> I, I, it was all, seriously, it was all sports and science projects. Mm. That's what I did. So, yeah, I had one, but I wonder if they still even make them. I mean, eBay, probably. Yeah, <laughs> Amazon. Yeah, right. So, yes, Malz's mom is a Badinsky, and she keeps <laughs> pushing him, like, go ask Bill to play catch with you. Right. <laughs> but she knows, and that's a great thing about moms, right? right? Is she knows that he needs to learn this in order to make friends because he's just going to, he's one of those kids that will just sit inside yeah. for the whole summer because maybe something embarrassing happened. Right. And this is back in the day when parents would force you to go. They're right. like, get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. I don't think that happens anymore. But this is, they, he was gone. For probably nine to ten hours, maybe even more. Like it was leave before lunch, maybe come back for some lunch, but then otherwise you're not coming back till the lights are on. Like yeah. that's it. And I was going to get into this later, but uh, during the 4th of July party, but that wasn't exclusive to 1962. That was my childhood. Right. Bye, mom. Door closed. Yeah. Maybe she didn't see me until dinner. Yeah, it exactly. That was every summer even when you, you know, until you had a job, but even yeah. when you had a job, you're still out doing right. whatever. But yeah, you were just gone. Yeah. Like you hope that your neighborhood had stuff to do. And if not, you figured it out. And I'm, believe me, I am not saying anything bad about video games or whatever. Right. Cause I had video games. So I played them as well. But in general, if you had friends out, you were going to play basketball. You were going to play base. You were going to the pool like they do later on. You were going to do something. And your parents did not know where you were. And even if, you were into video games there was no online so your group of friends had to go to one kid's house who had the system yeah so you still had to interact in person exactly i remember in san antonio going out just summertime it's fucking balls summer, hot summer, <laughs> it's hot like they were like you know in california yeah and we would just go out to the desert that happened to be right next to where we were. And there are all these crazy tangled woods. And we played Stephen King's It oh, without even geez. knowing what it was. We were just like, we knew it was a killer clown. And we would just run around pretending that It was coming after us. And we'd have baseball bats and shit. Like, we did that for 10 hours. There were several canyons behind our apartment complex. And we, uh, me and my two friends, um, we would go on adventures and like... A wooden plank would be a gun. Yeah. And we'd pack a lunch 
And sometimes we'd be like, yo, that's a rattlesnake over there. Yeah, Don't yeah. go <laughs> right. within like Scorpions 50 yards. And, yeah. yeah. Yep. But I was smart enough to go, don't go over there then. Right. You you learned your lessons and hopefully not in a bad way. Yeah. But you knew the general. Like, that's what I think these kids are street smart in Sandlot, except for Smalls. When we grew up, you became street smart quick. And you lear- and you became street smart by fucking up and learning from that fuck up. Right. Exactly. Not and just now you're not it. allowed to. You can't even fall off the jungle gym anymore because there's no jungle gym. No, it's the same as uh, no like trick-or-treating and yeah. shit like all that stuff but this is why these movies capture such a great moment in time because come on we didn't fucking live in the 60s no but in the early 90s and late 90s and stuff this you could still do this absolutely you could easily identify with this right and how they spent their summer exactly again the mom's a badinsky and not only does she encourage the son you know she looks at dennis leary and goes look if you want to be part of this shit, yeah, if you, you want any to- of this, <laughs> you better go play catch with my son. Right. That goes horribly awry. It does. It First of all, it's great. Dennis Leary is hilarious to see in this movie. Has because, a big hairy chest. Yeah. And at this time in his career, he was allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, though I think it's completely factual, ripping off everything Bill Hicks ever did Yeah. Uh, and chain smoking on stage and yelling at people. Like that was his comedy and now he's doing this movie yeah. which is funny but you can see him yeah he's got his half hairy chest he's got his hair slicked off and he's trying to teach him how to play catch and i will tell you i almost texted you tristan because I, i've watched this a bunch of times recently to get ready for everything when smalls realizes he had his issue where he couldn't throw the ball yeah. to you know to the kids he doesn't catch the ball obviously when they're playing catch in the backyard he picks up the ball goes to throw it back because that's what dennis leary tells him to do instead runs the ball up and places it in his club it might be one of the funniest moments in movie history right it's fucking hilarious it's just so uncomfortable it's extremely uncomfortable and this was back in the day when these movies didn't do uncomfortability like right. now that's what comedy is it's yeah. a lot of uncomfortable well, that's what situations. funny com- comedy is well well yeah. sure yeah without one-liners from cbs and shit. yeah exactly. yeah exactly so yeah you're absolutely right go ahead Dennis Leary throws a ball towards Smalls. It goes towards his face, and he said, keep the eye on the ball. So he does. He puts his hand in front, but the ball hits the glove, and the glove hits his eye. Right. It's perfect. Yeah. Like, of course it's going to happen. So we do the cliche, Dennis Leary puts a stake on Smalls' eye and says, you know, just hold that for 20 minutes. It'll reduce the swelling. Yeah, that was a... She's like, oh, we'll put ice on it. And he just takes out this huge-ass fucking stake and just slaps it on his eye. It's like we're not cooking that. <laughs> no, what was great is back in the day they used to. Because right. what would it matter? You just go ahead and yeah. you throw it on. Like <laughs> it's great. So the next scene, Smalls is sitting down on a stoop, depressed, and Benny, greatest guy in the world, seriously, man, greatest guy, just comes up and says, "Hey, you want to come play?" And Smalls is so reluctant because of what yeah. happened. And he's before. got his dumb cap on. Yeah, he's got his dumb, <laughs> and he's just he's trying to make an excuse. He's like, "Ah, uh, my mitt. It's just a toy mitt. My it's broken. Like I can't." You I mean, know. He has everything covered. Benny yeah. does. Yeah, and Benny's just like, "Ah, I got an extra glove right here. Yeah. I got an on. extra hat." As it'll. Seem. Well, later, yeah. So he picks him up. He encourages him to go. So we meet the gang. Yes. Um, Ham. The big guy, the catcher with the freckles. <laughs> From uh, the, or green, the, big green. the Big Green. Big Green. There you go. Um, he is impersonating the great Bambino. Yes. And Smalls has no idea who it is. And I have done what he did. And when someone will look at me and go, you don't know who that is, and completely lie and just go, oh, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah. He goes, I, I thought you were talking about, I thought you said the great Bambi. That wimpy deer. <laughs> that wimpy deer. I love that that's the, it wasn't that deer from the movie. It was that wimpy deer. Right. 
Because didn't Bambi grow up to be like a badass? Sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that was the point of the movie. Yeah. It was like. You overcome all that obstacle. Yeah, exactly. Become a badass. Yep. Deer. So we meet the gang <laughs> who all spit when the Benny's introducing them. So we have Timmy and Tommy Timmons. Yep. Um, brothers, the little brother echoes everything the older brother says. Sure. Squints. Uh, Squints is Who's going to be a legend. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He says yeah, yeah. yeah. Grover. Um, who's uh, Bertram, that's his last name. Yep. Kenny, the African-American kid who's the pitcher. Yes. And he, his special pitch is the heater. The heater, yep. Yeah. He's also Jesse Hall in Mighty Ducks. Exactly. Of, uh, and that's what I thought I mentioned on the original show that we did, but then I just forgot about yeah. it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ham, of course. Yep. And we have Benny and Smalls, that makes nine. Yeah, so, there so we we're go. All, all good there. So they're walking to the... To the Sandlot, and Squints calls Smalls an L7 weenie. <laughs> weenie. He's a weenie. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Now, this is the kids that I know. Like, yeah. this is the kids where they are just making, they don't want anything to do with any new person. They're judging him completely by looks and just like, we have our group. We don't need anyone new. And Benny's like, hey, I'm the best one here. I want him here. I'm vouching for yeah, him. Yeah, I'm vouching for him. You guys put up with it. And then he starts making fun of them. I and have, that's what I love too. I have been in that situation where I did have a, a friend that a group was making fun of me and he would deflect it towards them and get the attention off me. So thanks, all those people. Yeah, see, it's good <laughs> It's good when that kind of thing can happen. But this is, this is kids' dynamics. This is following kids' rules where the bigger, better kid is like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make fun of you now, and then now everyone's going to turn on that kid. Yeah. And now the other kid who was getting made fun of is okay to kind of come in. Yeah. So Benny tells Smalls to go to left center, and Smalls goes to left, so he has to be corrected. <laughs> yes. So they start scrimmaging. Benny hits one first ball out to the outfield, misses it completely, and another moment where <laughs> I should throw it back, but I'm going to sprint yep. like I'm coming in for relief. Yeah, he, he ran in and gave it to Jesse. And I, I love, said Jesse, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we should call him Jesse. De, uh, Nunez, right? Yeah. yeah. So Benny comes up and gives gives him some great advice. You're thinking too much, right. which is a problem many people have today, True. myself included. Oh, sure. And and Smalls is basically about to cry, and it sucks. You're like, oh, I feel so bad for him. It's like, this is baseball. Don't think. Yeah, just have just, fun. Just say, yeah. Benny tells him to throw like he's throwing on a paper route. Again, remember when that was a thing. Right, exactly. So Benny said, look, I'm just going to hit something to you. Put your glove out. It'll all take care of itself. Yes. And that's exactly what happens. He just puts his hand. That has happened to me before where I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 the ball. <laughs> and it is, it. it is completely badass that Benny is that good that he's just like here on this, this one. Yeah, I got this. I'm going to make this work. And he knows the group well enough. And that is the turning point. Everyone's like, oh, he could play. And they're like, ah, we knew it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so Smalls is getting ready to go to sleep and he writes on a piece of paper baseball stuff to remember the great Bambino in question mark because we don't have Google yet. Yeah, there's no Google and I don't think he's going to be spending his time at the library over the summer. Right. So, so yes, it's the all. summer previously, maybe, but he wouldn't have known about the great Bambino. Exactly. So they're scrimmaging another day. And this time, Ham hits the heater, the special pitch, out of the park, and everyone's pissed at him. Yeah, everyone's pissed, and you're like, why? Yeah. Like, they can just... Because that's the whole thing, is the sandlot is set up, and there's a bunch of houses in the out... Or what would be the outfield. Right. And they all have high fences. So... You're just like, oh, I guess they can't get the ball back. I guess yeah. that's the problem. But why don't they just go knock on the doors? Like, you don't know until this yes. part. So a naive Smalls goes after it, and the gang chased after him. Yes. And brought him down off the wall. 
and they were like, "Look, baseball's gone, dude. It's it's forever <laughs> forbidden out there in the ethos somewhere." And Smalls is like, "Why?" And they all look at each other. Camp out. Yep, and they well they have him take a look as well. Oh yeah, that's and when true. he looks and he he just sees this huge. Well, dog-ish. he hears rumbling. He hears yeah, and then I think he sees part of it or something. And I guess the behind the scenes of the movie was a lot of this was done with a puppet, ah, like a huge yes. puppet before you like actually the li- see the yeah. the beast arms, like limbs. Yeah, that like all that kind of stuff. Sense. Yeah, and some of the big faces too. Yeah, yeah, because kids always see things as like bigger than they actually are kind of thing so if you see this big dog it might not actually be as big as you think it is i'm gonna quote daniel stern from another 90s movie home alone he's a kid kids are stupid kids are stupid yes (laughs) so they have the camp out in someone's treehouse which is a bad ass treehouse i always wonder how i guess this was something that i never had as a kid and never knew anyone that had treehouses whenever there's a movie where there's a treehouse i always wonder how they got it yeah. How did, who built it? How did it work? Like, think about the treehouse in the movie Jack. Like, how did that fucking treehouse come? <laughs> it certainly to be? wasn't Robin Williams. No, it wasn't. So, how did this thing happen? Like, that's that's always a thing. So, and logistically, whose treehouse is it? Since it overlooks the Sandlot and the be- the where the beasts lives, right? In the yard. Yeah, because I guess it could be anyone's, but everyone knows that that Sandlot is theirs. Yeah, or the kids' Sandlot, technically. Yeah, so they show up, and as they're getting ready, we have an infamous scene. Yes, where Ham is sitting there <laughs> with fixins in front of him, and yep. he goes up. To, of course, comes up because to if you haven't noticed or haven't been able to tell based on his name, Ham, he's a little portly fellow. Yes, <laughs> and sure. he owns it, which is what I love. He oh yeah, he has no it. cares about that. All whatsoever. the confidence in the world. Yeah, yeah. Ham goes, "Hey, Smalls, want a s'more?" Camp out. First, you take the gram. You stick the chocolate on the gram. Then, you roast the mallow. No, it's my sleeping bag. When the mallow's flaming, you stick it on the chocolate. Then, you cover it with the other end. Here, make me one of those. Yeah, me too. Then, you scuff. Kind of messy, but good. Try some. Okay, quiet, you guys. <laughs> Small's like, s'more what? <laughs> He's like, a s'more. And it's like, I just got here, so how can I have some more or nothing? And we get one of the greatest lines. And when I was watching it at Fenway, there were a few um, kids, maybe like 9 or 10, 10 or 11 behind us. Ham goes, you're killing me, Small's. The entire crowd there just starts clapping, roars, erupts, and I hear these two kids. Why is everyone making a big deal out of this? <laughs> it's it's a line I use to this day. I, I yeah. have never stopped using You're Killing Me Smalls, and I love it when I say it to like a girl, and she has no idea what I'm talking about, because either then I go, oh, okay, I can show this girl this movie, and it's going to change her life for the better, or... 
I'm just like I don't need to know you in my yeah, life. Yeah, she didn't like it. So what? What's the point in trying to get to know you? Yeah, there's yeah. really there's some things you can shut off. You can say I need no part of this. They're camping out, and Squints goes into the story of the beast. And it's where you get a great backstory, all in black and white. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, oh, by the way. Um, we mo- we noted last week that Averman set the fi- uh, marshmallow on fire and everyone got on him for it. That's exactly what Ham tells you to do. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, because it gets it all. It's quick. He just puts in the candle. It's on fire. You s- blow it out. You smash it down on the gram. Yeah. And then you're done. Oh, and one last thing. Apparently, there are millennials today saying bye Felicia once a day. And I found out they think it's from straight out of Compton, not from Friday. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so, Kids these days. Yeah, exactly. Not street smart, that's for sure. So Squints tells a story of Mr. Myrtle and Myrtle's Acres, a yeah. salvage yard from 20 years ago. <laughs> they were a bunch of thieves stealing, <laughs> yeah, steal, stealing junk from yeah. the salvage yard. Yeah, not copper wires or anything, yeah. but just junk. <laughs> this yeah. isn't the wire. They're yeah. not heroin addicts. <laughs> <laughs> so he got a new pup, and he raised him to be a killer. Yes, of course. Just like in a half-baked. Yeah, right, right. So the dog killed all the thieves, which Squints says... Is 120, no, 173 guys. Yes. <laughs> it's great kids telling story yeah. stuff. Which yeah. calls back to last week when I said Greenland has 29 yeah. or 50,000 <laughs> 50, people. people. <laughs> so Squint's granddad was a police chief back then. Of course. Squidman Polydorus. <laughs> I don't know which, what ethnicity that is. I don't know either. Greek, I don't maybe? even try. I don't even try anymore. And he ordered Mr. Myrtle to chain up the beast. I don't know what they were doing in that construction site. Were they building a cell for him? It was very strange. I think that's what they had to do is yeah. now build. That's what ends up being the shelter. Out. Yeah. yeah. And that's why there's all weird shit in there yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So Mr. Myrtle asks the police chief, how long am I supposed to keep him in here? And the chief says <coughs> forever, forever, forever. So I remember we watched this in uh, fifth grade in a homeroom. Yeah, yeah. And I remember we got to that point. They were kids by the third forever. They were like, we got it. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you, I still use that one to this day yeah. every once in a while, too. And people get it. Yes. That's and great. that's that is a happy moment. For so me. Scotty Skill- uh, Smalls. Wow, I keep hey, doing that. I can't believe they, they yeah. use his name like twice as yeah. Scotty in the movie. <laughs> He's still skeptical. Yes. So they tell him, go over to the window and look over. They've lost 150 balls at least, and he couldn't see one of them. They're all bum, gone. Bum, bum. Yeah, and they say that he's like the guy is the meanest guy and all this kind of shit. Yeah. So we'll get to that later too. So Squints and Yaya are buying a ball, and we are introduced to Wendy Peppercorn. Oh, oh yeah. My secret lover girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Squints. So as looking at it as a three, 33-year-old brown man, she's even hotter than she was when I saw her as a kid. Dude, yeah. I mean. Oh. And, I mean, it would not have been good for me if I was alive back then to look at her like that. That would have been oh, bad. Oh, the 60s? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I got you. I got you. So they meet up. <laughs> so they meet up and, yeah, 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 I was giving Squint shit. But the point is, it's hot. It's hot. Day. And I actually, I read that behind the scenes, uh, most days that they were filming, it was like 110 degrees. Yeah. So yeah, it's just fucking hot. And everyone's just like, we can't play. We can't Except play. Benny. And Benny, yeah. Benny's like, come on, you fucking idiots. Like, yeah. come on, we need to play ball. Like, And then what does he say to him? So he's like, fine. What do you guys want to do? If you guys don't, or what it, he says, um, all right, if any, who here is a sissy who, I can't even Where, remember. But who wears their mother's bras. Every single hand <laughs> every goes single. up. 
Yeah. So he's like, fine. What are we going to do? So they all look at each other except Smalls because he's he's never done this before. Right, right. And they all look at each other. Scam pool honeys. Yes. <laughs> they get to go to the pool, the neighborhood pool, which I remember that. Yeah. I think there are still some around. Yeah. I would think. Oh, yeah. There, there are is. plenty of municipal pools. There's one oh, in okay. Magazine Beach in uh, Cambridge. Oh. It's okay. more like Always Sunny where you have to wear shoes into the pool. Oh, sure. Gotcha. And I love that when Yaya was giving Squint shit about Wendy, he said she, he was perving a dish. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great line. So they go to the pool, and as we mentioned, Ham has all the confidence in the world. Yes, he's he go- does. blowing kisses at the girls. Yeah, as he's walking he's by, calling him yep. sexy. Yep. Then cannonballs and just splashes him. Right. It was it was great. <laughs> so reality check: they don't go there for the other pool honeys. They go there because Wendy Peppercorn is the lifeguard. And why wouldn't you like? All she does oh, is sit hot, there. Yeah. She's lotioning and oiling her legs. Yep. Lotioning, oiling, oiling, for, lotioning for fucking like. Almost teenagers or whatever. That's the and look. There are no other romantic things happening in this movie. There's no Benny is not trying to impress a girl. Like they are playing baseball. There, this is their one time that you hear anything about this. There's certainly no, certainly no romanticism between a Smalls's mom and his stepdad. Yeah, no, no whatsoever. And then the great Hambino goes ahead and does after he talks to all the ladies. You know, hey, sexy, whatever. He jumps and does a cannonball and gets them all wet. Yeah, that was great. fucking awesome. Don't you think Benny would have had a shot with Wendy, at least? I think... Or too young. I think the whole point is... I think the whole point, at least in this one, is Benny is so focused on being the best at baseball yeah. that he doesn't care about anything else. And those are the types of girl, guys that have girls you know, all over them. Yes, that's true, they don't too. don't give a fuck. Well, I'll talk a little bit of that on uh, Sandlot 2. So Squints can't take this anymore. No, he's... He, a- <laughs> he's been doing this for three summers, just... Come in and looking. It's like in Fast Times in Ridgemont High. You bought three rolls of fucking film and you never even talked to her. Right. You don't even own a camera. <laughs> so Squints takes off his glasses and just says, I'm going to do something bold, which is shivering down a diving board. Well, by the way, you can tell. So this was it was hot every day they filmed except for this one. <laughs> and the water was 53 degrees. Oh, had to. So, have yeah. So you can tell they're shivering a little bit for sure. Yeah. yeah so he goes down, pretends to drown. Yes. Just doesn't, Which, doesn't surface. Great fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a great fucking idea so, for a little kid. So Wendy goes and saves him. Yep. And is administering CPR, which, if I'm going by Back to the Future, had CPR been invented yet? I mean, he's not wearing a life jacket. Yeah. <laughs> like Marty McFly. Yeah, remember, Marty knew CPR. And the guy was <laughs> like, what the fuck is CPR? Cardio pulmonary resuscitation was created in... Oh, Wikipedia. Oh, wait, history. History. Here we go. Okay, 19th century, 1911, 1950s, so technically. I thought the reason why they brought that up in the movie was that he needed to explain that he was in the Navy. I Uh, thought that was why. It wasn't that CPR hadn't been invented. They just didn't understand why he Well, the guy was like, what's CPR? So, yeah, by the third, I'm going to blow air into his mouth and then check his chest. Squints opens his mu- eyes and just gives the and biggest s- shit-eating grin ever. To, to, oh, and only the kids see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. But, yeah, and then he goes back. All of a sudden, he closes his eyes and his mouth again. And then when he goes back in, and this is when he just grabs her and starts making out he with her. He mashes her head into his face. Because I don't think he really, in the movie, you're not supposed to think he knows exactly yeah. what to do either. And now, let's... First of all, 
this is a terrible thing to do to somebody. <laughs> Let's at least, you know, we'll we're acknowledge t- that we're two guys doing a show on the Sandlot. So let's at least give a different perspective. I'm sure women would not like this to happen to them. Oh, absolutely Like, not. so let's at least say that. But in a movie like this, this is fucking hilarious. I mean, how many chick flicks are there that the woman does something that in real life that would be completely psycho? Oh, well, absolutely. And let's talk about how many guys do stuff in fucking movies like that. that I do that shit psycho. for real. Oh, jeez. I've sent cards that say I kiss the ground you walk on it every day, and one day I hope to kiss you. Oh, I can't wait for the Ian Hates Love oh, podcast. God. It's going to be great. I'm not supposed to use my real name on that show, am I? No. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't recommend yeah. it. You can. But I so, yeah, she gets pissed, calls him a pervert, and then throws him out. And just throws says, don't ever come out. Everyone. Yeah. All the kids get kicked out and banned for life. Yeah. And their clothes are just sitting there by the changing yeah. house. Well, they throw them out. People for some reason know oh, whose okay. clothes they are yeah, and throw them. Yeah, which is which is fun. I mean, come on. But what's great is the song playing, and we don't even talk about the music in this movie. The music is so well chosen. Absolutely. But as soon as that happened, it goes this magic moment, mm-hmm. and it's fucking perfect. Which it was in the long run. Oh, as we'll soon as find we out. We'll find out. Yes. But there's this great end part of the scene where Squints goes back head high. I look. I have. Balls of steel, balls of grapefruits right now. Well, he tells Ham, he tells him, hey, I've been planning this for years. And, and Ham goes, he's been planning this for years. Hey, guys, hey, guys. And that was a kid thing to do as well, was to take credit for knowing something that another person yeah. would have told everyone anyways. But right. it's like, hey, guys, no, no, he told me. He told me it was yeah. <laughs> it's planned. So he looks back at Wendy. He do- he has no shame. No shame And whatsoever. he's like, look, I did this. Yeah. And yeah, that worked. Yeah, Again, he, confident. This is proof that confidence can take you places. Oh, for sure. I mean, he he looks at her longingly, and she looks over and she takes her sunglasses off. And first, she does the the like the side eye. Yeah, the side eye and the rip across the neck, like I'm gonna kill you kind of thing. Yeah, and then gives him a smile and a wave. Like she's got that look on her face at first, like she's really angry, and he kind of drops his head, and then looks up again, and that's where she gives him the smile with the fake shake of the head and gives him a wave. And as Smalls would note, every single day, they were banned from the pool. For life. But he'd walk by that pool, and she'd wave at Squint. She'd always look at him. Yeah, she'd always look at Squints. And what I did like on that voiceover was he said, he kissed the girl. He kissed her long. He kissed her good. It's <laughs> fucking... And he didn't kiss her hard, thank you. No, I, I, for, for a second there, I did think that that was what it was, but yeah. then it wasn't. It was, it was good. So it's the 4th of July. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And in a great display of how times have changed... Benny comes and gets Smalls. Smalls says, hey, mom, I'm going out. The door hits, and that is that. Yeah, and the reason why, and they're having, like, a barbecue out in the cul-de-sac area and stuff. Like, everyone's just hanging out, and, you know, Ham comes out. He starts grabbing as much food as he can as he's walking around. But they're going out to play baseball because it's the one night a year that everything is lit up because of the fireworks. And that's pretty cool. Hell yeah. That's cool. And fireworks come into Sandlot 3. I'll I'll mention that later. But, yeah. And there are random fireworks being set off in the middle of the street. And no one cares. Everyone's just happy because it was the 60s. And And people were like, hey, just don't be stupid and go near the fireworks going off in the street. Or don't set them off in the woods or whatever it happens to be, you know, in California. Look, I love Jackass, but that's where things got ruined because someone always had to take that chance of, hey, what if I did this with this dangerous thing? Well, that was the whole point of it, wasn't it? (laughs) Jackass could not exist in 1962. I thought it did, just no one was filming it. (laughs) (laughs) So there is one shot, though, that the fireworks look completely, I don't know what you would call it back then, CGI'd. 
Yeah, maybe. They have to do a Digitized. bunch of cuts. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So they're scrimmaging again the next day, and Benny once again beats a pickle, but amongst the gang. Yes. And this is when the scrubs, oh, basically. Even even not caring that much about baseball, did we ever, we never talked about what a pickle is, right? Oh, yes. Okay. So you're running from one base to the other, or, I mean, hell, you're trying to get a hit. And yeah. you're running from home to first, which is a one base to another. Um, and you're stuck, and there are uh, fielders on opposite sides of you, and they're just throwing b- the ball back and forth in an attempt to tag you out. Because as close as they can, if they're going to get closer to you, then you're going to get tagged. Yeah. But you're trying to run back and forth so that they have to further their throw, and some mistake can happen so that you can yeah. continue running forward. Yeah, and the smart thing to do is have um, members of the fielding team behind those two guys, just in case. Sure. And you're not allowed to run off the base path. I think I one time in uh, my my school, my high school didn't have a sports, but we had a PE, <laughs> we had gym. Sure. I remember. I think I ran ten feet to the right, like completely off base. Oh yeah, you're definitely not. Yeah, it's not oh. a tag situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So yeah, so that's that's because it comes up in a bunch of like major scenes. Anyway, yeah. so that's when they say pickling the beast and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So a group of kids. In uniform. Yes. So <laughs> During we're, summer. I would let be led to believe if these kids were all wearing the same uniform that they'd be good. Possibly, yeah. But the, the music that they play in the background and everything leads you to believe that this isn't a good, especially Squince's reaction to everyone is, ah, they're here. It is pretty funny to see it because they are good. So there's been no competition. And that's something we talked about with Mighty Ducks, all of them actually, is they always lose to a team. Like they're bad. Yeah. And they always lose to a team and then they have to face that team later on. That is not the case in the Sandlot. Yeah. So these scrubs have a representative. His name <laughs> is Phillips. He eventually, he first starts with Benny and just says, dude, you're better than this. Which is not an invitation to go play with them, by the way. No, it's not. I'm sure they would love it, but that is not an invitation, right? So Ham interjects, and we can start the back and forth here. I'll start with Phillips. All right, go ahead. So it's easy to play with rejects and a fat kid, Rodriguez. Shut your mouth, Phillips. What'd you say, crap face? You shouldn't be allowed to touch a baseball. Except for Rodriguez, you're all an insult to the game. Come on. We'll take you on right here, right now. Come on. And everyone goes, yeah. Yeah. So Philip says, we play on a real diamond, Porter. You ain't good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk. Oh, shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer. Puss licker. Fart smeller. You eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam. You bob for apples in the toilet and like it. You play ball like a girl. <gasps> what did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow, noon, at our field. Be there, Buffalo butt breath. Count on it, pee drinking crap face. <laughs> I think we did a very great job on that, actually. <laughs> I'm very proud of it us. It reminds me of the Alphabet game as a kid. Um, they show this in the, the original Ninja Turtles movie when Donatello and Casey Jones are going at it. Oh, where yeah, right. You start with like A, so it's like asshole yes butt face, butt face. crap face <laughs> dick something yeah <laughs> egghead yeah oh yeah, yeah a great little back and forth there so the the quote-unquote bad team the official team i guess yeah goes back you know the school team goes back and then they just cut right away you just know everyone's like hyped up for this yeah and then now you get the fucking beating <laughs> of the sandlot just destroying these guys so we start with the ham um at catcher Yes. And he says, play ball, and just he starts talking shit. Every single swing. It's fucking hilarious. So one guy just, he goes, 
I remember watching this as a kid. My mom had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. Oh, sure. <laughs> if my dog were as ugly as you, <laughs> I'd shave his butt and tell him to walk backwards. Classic. It's fucking classic. And then when Phillips is up, he's like, is that your sister naked in left field, Phillips? <laughs> <laughs> and he tells him to shut up, and it's like, you've played this game before, asshole. You've played organized Little League, so you've heard at least, hey, bada, 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 bada. So the, the, why are basically. you surprised? Yeah, right, right, right. And especially with him, knowing yeah. him. You would know it's coming. So the gang can all hit, including Smalls. Well, that's the thing. They just destroy them. Yeah. And watching them play, watching the little clips that you see of them you know, working around the Sandlot, you know they're all good. Yeah. You saw the great Hambino knock it out of the park. Yeah. Like, you saw it happen, so no one should really be surprised. That's why it was weird that the, they all show up and they're like, oh, the only one who's good is Rodriguez. It's like... No, you've probably been growing up around them a lot to know that they're all fucking yeah. good. Like maybe Smalls would be the only one, but even Smalls, that little bit of time playing with good people is going to get you better. Yeah. This organized team sucks. Yeah, they were awful. And what's funny is I'm surprised like no coach from the actual high school or middle school team, whatever, or Little League, would just take them, take the whole Sandlot team and say, yeah. this is our new team. Yeah. Because you would know if Benny has future aspirations. Yeah. Wouldn't he have to play for some actual team? I would love also for the Tigers, the organized team's coach, to find out and is like, so what were you dipshits doing? Right, yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like in D3 where the varsity team plays the freshman team of Ducks. Yeah. And the Ducks are like, get their ass handed to them the first time and they have to come back. And Yeah. So to celebrate, they went out to ride amusement park rides and use chewing tobacco way wrong. I've never had i don't think i've lived in a place that has ever had a carnival thing like this not all the time i mean there are fairs around here i went to the brockton fair a few oh, months sure, ago sure, sure. san diego has a san diego county fair but it's only a month this probably is a one or two day thing okay I you think. never you know I mean? lived in a place like no, I that had a fair like that i don't think so oh man no like, maybe ohio once oh, but God. i think i some kid had threatened me with a knife and i had thrown him through a few lockers and I think he was supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, like a kid came just, up. Just, no, I'm not just, kidding you. Just gloss over that. This is my story. No, I was new to a school in Ohio. And I was on the you know varsity teams or whatever. And I was walking through the hall. And some kid came up to me and said like something. And because I had been bullied and had been bullied most of my life, I knew you just... Your you defense over, system. Well, you up. overextend force. Right. Like you, you have to stop it now. Otherwise, it'll continue throughout. So I just took him... And I threw him through a bunch of lockers. Like, I just, I was like, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this. It's a new school. I'm not doing this again. And he was like, oh, and then took out a knife and they got him. But yeah. that was back in the day where you get a suspension yeah. for something like that. So he was like, well, I'll see you at this fair or whatever oh. i was like well i'm not going to the fair <laughs> like why would i show that up does that? remind me of the lawyer in office space where he's like look prison's no joke that first night kick someone's ass or become someone's bitch oh no and believe me that was actually the school where i did not get bullied the most i was only there for a year yeah. but that was the one where you just you put that down now there are other schools and there are other people that if you do that they'll just get 30 or 40 of their friends and i've mm -hmm. had that happen too but in that one that was the right time i learned enough in my life <laughs> it's like you have to take care of this so anyways yeah that's i think there was a fair yeah. then but okay. then he never came after me again because of what i did and he probably wouldn't have been there either but it's one of those things too where i was playing so many sports i was like why do i want to go to a fucking fair yeah like uh, i'm gonna go play football or something yeah so bertram has chewing tobacco or <laughs> so fucking snuff now let me ask raw. you i you know i don't know 
We were all walking on air that night. It had been a solid victory. In fact, we'd beat the crap out of those guys. So we all went to celebrate. And we did the stupidest thing any of us had ever done. If you ever want to admit something like this, but do you ever try that? In college, there was the guys went through a phase where they would literally, I'd be walking to the frat house and they'd all be sitting there with fucking glasses in their hands and just... Oh. And then the tapping of the fucking skull can. Oh, like, sure, sure. I tried it once and... I mean, I look. I for like two months was part of the douchebag vaping culture, <laughs> and I could handle that. I couldn't handle a cigarette. Like, a, I couldn't. I can't smoke on an entire cigarette even when I'm drunk. That was like smoking an entire pack of cigarettes. Oh, that amount of nicotine, right. and it was just a small pinch that you put in the corner of your yeah. mouth. These idiots thought it was oh. like big league chew. Right. Well, they were like, "This gives you energy," and they're talking, and this is what it's baseball. This is what baseball players used to do. Is they were like, "Oh, because of the nicotine, you get energy." It's the same as baseball players used to do speed. Like, yeah. Or they used to do it. Everyone else used to do it like my idol, Tony Gwynn, who died of mouth cancer. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. That's got to be – oh, that's so good. I, and that's the thing. I couldn't. I've never – I know you can call me an L7 weenie square or whatever. I never smoked a cigarette. No. I would never – if anything, I'd try something harder <sighs> right. than, than chew because that stuff is so fucking gross. And I've known so many people that, that do it, and I don't think they do it to this day. Yeah. But holy shit, it's so gross. But they went ahead and they, <laughs> they started – they go on a ride. They go they on a tilt-a-whirl. They go on a tilt-a-whirl right after sticking their fucking mouthful of chew. I would have rather tripped on mushrooms and seriously, gone on a yes. tilt-a-whirl. Yeah. Like, seriously, if you gave me the option right now and you said, hey, Ian, because I just saw yesterday uh, I was flipping through TV stuff and the Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay was on. Oh, my God. And okay. what's his name? Doogie Hauser was eating shrooms. Yeah. If you gave me the choice and you said, would you rather do chew or would you rather do shrooms? I'd take the shrooms in a second. <laughs> right. No fucking way would I ever do anything like, ugh. Before getting on the tilt-a-roll, especially. Yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah, so they puke it up all over the fucking And it place. was one of the greatest barf scenes in any movie ever yeah. because they're getting it over every person in the tilt-a-roll. Including Plus, themselves. Including, oh, yeah, because you're just going around in circles. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah. But it's great. I mean, a kid's movie every once in a while needs something like yeah. that. A couple days after we all got over acting like big shots, we swore off the hard stuff forever and just stuck to bazooka. The day we all got back together for some baseball was the day I got us into the biggest pickle of all time. And it all started with an omen. And it's funny because in the next scene, so Dennis Leary is going off on business. Yes, Chicago. Yeah, he's going on business for into Chicago and he tells uh, Smalls, we'll take another stab at it next week. So having just watched The People versus O.J. Simpson, that was just really funny to me. Gotcha. Yes. He's going to be gone for a week. Yeah. He, he puts him as the man of the house. And Smalls looks flush, and the mom's like, are you okay? You look really faint. <laughs> yeah. Because, <been laughs> you know, throwing he up puts all a big wad glob <laughs> yeah. of chew in his mouth, and right. he's like, no, I'm fine. Mom, I'm fine. What I also liked about that was it's the 60s. He's in middle school, whatever, maybe somewhere yeah. around there, and they just leave him to go drive an hour for the airport, which means probably gone for two hours. And he's just there by himself because that was okay. That's what you I, could do. I never had a babysitter growing up. My babysitter was television as my blog will <laughs> display. Sure. Right. So literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, my mom knew 
if I prop him in front of a TV, he's not going to get into trouble. So I was in that situation where like eight years old, I was like, all right, all the doors are locked. I'm not going to draw attention to myself. So I'm alone. No, I had I had babysitters. See, I, I never, ever had a babysitter or a nanny. Oh, OK. All right. Well, never hand. a nanny for me. Yeah. We were way too poor. for that. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> We were poor, even too poor for a fucking babysitter. I guess we just had to. So he calls, tells him he's the man of the house, Bill, um, Dennis Leary does, and that's very ominous because what's well, about to happen. Sure. So they're scrimmaging again. Benny hits a ball so hard that it comes out of the stitching. Yeah. He just busts the guts I don't out think I've ball. ever seen a big leader do that. No, it's very, and they make sure to say it's very rare. I don't think I've ever seen that in real life. And a baseball back then cost 98 cents. Yes. So they have to scrounge around. Yeah. <laughs> and then Small says, hey, I have a ball. <laughs> they mention also that this is like an omen. Yeah. And Benny, what's great about Benny again is he's like, ah, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, now we can't play. Like, I ruined the day for us. And they're like, no, this is the craziest thing we've ever seen happen. Like, this is an Our omen. Our day is met. Yeah. <laughs> day's, I'm satisfied today. Yeah. And then Small says, well, I have a ball. So. Go get it. Go get it. Now. <laughs> We didn't really hype this up because I think we're assuming everyone knows this yeah. story. But when Bill is initially or Dennis Leary is initially setting up his baseball room, they specifically show that he puts a ball down that has and you see Babe on it. Yeah. So you're assuming it's it's autographed by Babe Ruth. Yeah. Now, you know, Smalls does not know this stuff and does not have any street smarts. So he doesn't understand. And also... Girls are called babes in the 60s. Yes. So he... He thinks he, it's a woman. So he doesn't understand. Okay, it just hit me. He writes down baseball stuff to remember. He knows his stepdad is into baseball. Why didn't he put two and two, two in, together and go into Bill's room and go, Hey, Dad, who's the great Bambino? Because I think he's still freaked out by... That's true. Yeah, I that's think true. And that's the thing. And I could... Never being in that situation, I could still understand his situation, I think, to know, like, this isn't really my dad like i don't want to piss anyone off who like adopts people and stuff but the kid is thinking still this you isn't ain't my, my father dad. yeah it's it's not that's not what he's oh as a as a child of divorced kids and my mom is remarried i have used that line oh many many times i'm sure yeah so that's what i mean it's like i mean i was met with a hand across my face Ooh. but <laughs> yeah bill bill does not do that it's yeah. not that much yeah of but the he 60s. didn't say you were not my father well too. right 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 that's true so benny gets the ball yes just, without realizing he gives the ball to benny does not notice there's someone's signature on but it. i don't think benny's expecting him to be stupid enough to take an autograph ball and then when he throws it to de nunez de nunez does not look at yeah. it either but i don't know would you have though like if any situation where someone brings something for you to play with you know whether it's baseball basketball soccer whatever it happens to be you don't look around the ball to see if it's autographed by anybody right i mean i would i would maybe look at it just to check it out but i don't know yeah i think I'm they're just so excited to play kids movie kids yeah, movie kids movie yep so it's small as his ball so he's up to bat you get ups man yep and then he blasts one into the beast after yard. the second pitch yep and ham says way to go school meat yeah. <laughs> which is great he's like i taught him everything i know yep. <laughs> so smalls gets to second base realizes what the fuck he's just done yep and he does not round second. He goes right to that outfield. Right. What's also nice about this is where everyone else, if they hit the ball over, people are pissed. But because it's Small's first time doing it, they're, they're all still... super excited for him. They're like, yeah, yeah, this is great. But he's the one now who won't round second. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going. He's like, no, no, no. No, this is bad. And Ham says, 
you're supposed to turn. <laughs> yeah, <he's>, you <laughs> forgot to turn. Yeah. So Smalls freaks out, says he needs that ball back, and Penny's like, it's fine, dude. I, I get it. It's fine. Like, I know you're upset that we don't get to play anymore, but it's cool. It's your first time. And you know? we find out, it's not my ball. It's not. <laughs> it's my dad's. He no, gave like, it. Someone gave it to him. Some lady. She even signed it. Ruth. Baby, baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. And the whole crowd. Like, gang. what? Babe Ruth. Ruth. Without and thinking, they run towards the they, fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they start, and then they they hear the growls, and they're like, come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, so who is she? <laughs> who is she? And they're like, the great Bambino, the Colossus the of Clout. The Sultan of Swat. The, the King, King of, of Crash. <laughs> I love the, the term... Babe was less than a god, but yes. more than a man. Like Hercules. Yeah. Oh. Thankfully, he doesn't know how much time, but they have some time before Bill comes back. Which, yeah, he didn't remember because he's a kid. But yeah, yeah, he said a week. Yeah. He'll be gone for a week. So they did the smart thing. I totally wouldn't have think to do this. This is a very I smart thing. I would not thing. have thought to do this. Right. Because, and once again, they are kind of being a little sexist because they go and they buy a ball. Yeah. And then Rodriguez, Benny signs it as baby Ruth, Ruthie, as, yeah. they, as they say. And... They're like, but they're going to know. And he's like, no, stupid. This is because his mom's not going to (laughs) know. This is the by time. And we turn to find out she doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't. But she does know way more than Smalls. Yeah. So there was that quick scene with the mom as he's putting the ball back. His mom's like. It was salt in an open wound. Even my own mom, a grown-up girl, knew who Babe Ruth was. I was dead meat. We had thought that that ball Benny had busted the guts out of meant something amazing was going to happen. Now I just figured it meant my life was over. That ball means a lot. Well, what also was I also thought was funny in very 60s as well was she comes into the room where she doesn't expect him to be and she says, hey, you know your dad doesn't like you touching his stuff. Yeah, which is, it's so fucking 60s yeah. that they have their own room. Because now, you never get away with that shit. Yeah, you're allowed to go into the man cave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, dad will go into the fucking man cave and the kids are already there and he has to kick them out. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's called a man cave. I don't even know if they get to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> After we'd all thought about it real hard, we had absolutely no idea what the hell we were going to do. So, things started primitively. So the gang tries several things to try and get this ball back yeah. from the very simplistic. Very kids, erector sets and vacuums, and they explode the treehouse. Who was in the treehouse when the vacuum exploded? Oh, the Timmy, the, the Timmy. older, because Timmy and Tommy, right? Yeah. So Timmy's the older one. So, so yeah. It's Tommy, okay. Yeah. Which I love the when the vacuum explodes and he comes out, he's like, I've had this all wrong. It's yeah, my we, fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. He's just covered in dust and dirt and shit. Yeah. We need total surprise. So <laughs> the beast won't expect because it. this is like Mission Impossible, and the dog only knows you're there if you touch the ground. Is that when did Mission Impossible come out? Because they ripped a lot of this off from them. <laughs> I think later in the night. <laughs> Fuck Mission Impossible then. Fucking Ethan. Oh wait, but it was also wasn't Mission Impossible about the TV show that was also in really early. Yes. Yeah. So yes, okay. That is true. So I'll forget that then. So they d- they also try a pivoting system, which I love because yeah yeah tries and goes down. He's face to face with the beast. Oh, it's and a great they, scene. When they lift him up, he does the wiggle Wig- your lips with yeah, the yeah. fingers. Which- humana, humana, humana. <laughs> yep. And he drops the ball. So instead of just throwing, he's so paralyzed with fear. Yeah. He can't just toss the ball back. He has to. Yeah. Oh God, that was great. Yep. <laughs> so their last attempt. Yeah, they try the erector set thing. It was my last chance. So we quit messing around and pulled out all the stops. I collected every piece of erector set I had, and it finally became science. 
against nature. With a catapult. Yeah, so they launch the ball over, and Benny's ready to catch it, and the dog robs it. Huge ass like dog. Like he's Barry Barrow. Bonds. Yes, right. <laughs> he then destroys the catapult. So that night, they're all out of ideas. Yeah, he's just like, I'm going to... He's just like, I'm going to die. And basically, and Squints has also mentioned, like, the first idea with Smalls's was, let's just go ask for the ball back. No, it's not Squints' idea. No. no, Squints turns it down. That's what I was saying. Squ yeah. yeah, Squints is like, no, he's the meanest man ever. That is not an option. And then they go into right. all the different ways of doing things. So that night, Smalls had a dream where... <laughs> A baseball was what was it? A bat was driving him into the ground. Like a nail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benny had a more appropriate dream. Sure. I had a dream that night about a giant baseball signed by Babe Ruth falling out of the sky and hammering me into the ground like a railroad spike. Uh, I didn't know what that meant. But Benny had a dream that night too. And his was a lot more helpful. He was visited by the Babe, and race relations being what they were in the 60s, I was just really surprised that Babe just wasn't shocked, yeah, off-put. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how great he was. Yes. I mean, relative Ty Cobb era. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Babe, I have to say, even though I know this wasn't him, he looked like Ed O'Neill. Looked like Al Bundy. Right. For a brief second. He's a famous, famous guy. They even introduce him in the opening credits before they introduce the gang, they go introducing him as the Babe. Not as Babe Ruth, as the Babe. Yeah, it's Art LaFleur. Yeah. So he's pretty popular, at least back in the day. Right. Yeah. So he says that much like Eminem, everyone gets one chance to do something great. <laughs> he basically tells him, go over that fence and get the ball back. And he's telling, he's trying to make excuses, Benny is. Yeah. But, you know, the Babe is pretty good at what, you know, I thought the scene where... Benny goes ahead and starts saying, the, you're the king of Crash, you're the blah, and Babe's like, yeah, Bunch of and a hundred other stupid names. Yeah. Like, it's it's very cool. Like I don't scene. think that's pretentious. I just think he's like, look, dude. No, that's I, why I, I like I, I'm who I am. Right, I don't I need like to that. hear that shit. Right. So, tells him to pickle the beast and just says, you know, he wants to take his Henry Aaron card, which is again. Yeah, weird. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. So. And his line, his line to end everything. Do you is, got it? Heroes get remembered, but what is dead may never die. I mean, but legends never die. I had to get my Game of Thrones references. Oh, okay. There you go. Yes. It's remember, kid. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart, kid, and you'll never go wrong. Oh, what that great is great advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That is when the full house music should have played. <laughs> exactly. So Benny decided to pickle the beast, and he has these shoes. Only one kid in history had ever attempted what Benny was about to. And he got eaten. So we were worried, real worried. Even when Benny brought out the secret weapon, shoes guaranteed to make a kid run faster and jump higher. PF Flyers. PF Flyers, baby. Yeah, which I had to Google. Dude, I really? Yeah. Oh no, I had. You had them. I had those, well, and you're not a only shoe head. not only that, I bought new pairs of PF Flyers to this day. I have the actual like new styles before. I think they're out of business now. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely they've got the logo and everything. I'm I'm a big fan of those. Kind of remind me of British Knights. I had British Knights as a kid. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So they have the showdown and he wins. He jumped he gets over the fence, gets the ball and jumps back and over. And he pickles the beast. Like it's great. He runs really he sprints, slides, gets the ball and starts running as the dog. It's a very well shot scene. Yeah. And then the huge ass dog is now chasing him yeah. in slow motion. Ocean. Oh, so great. <laughs> so they run through a theater and they run through a picnic. One thing I didn't get is why were they running on the picnic tables? 
instead I of think in the because Benny realized with how fucking fast this dog was going that was his clear path to run that's because that's true. the thing that dog is fucking fast and he's fast and yeah the chain breaking scene was great you see a lot of dog balls yes. in these scenes <laughs> like a lot of dog balls because they like to shoot everything from underneath yeah. and behind and behind so the dog's always jumping over Oh, it's juvenile, but it's just funny. So, Benny, the kids catch up with Benny, and Benny's like, Sandlot, Sandlot. And the kids go, let's take the shortcut. And they somehow get there significantly right. before Benny well, and the dog gets back. I would also like to mention that the first part of this chase scene is to wipe out, which is great. Yes. And this is one of the greatest chase scenes in movie history. Oh, It's yeah. so well done, so well shot. They have a whole scene where they're doing another fucking picnic. It's the Founder's Day picnic. Yeah. And like you said, the they're, yeah, they're running. The cake scene is great because they don't do the classic, it's not the actual people that knock it down. Yeah. It's something else yeah, that, that knocks the cake. Yeah, it's a chain reaction, yes. which was different. It's great, yeah. Benny does a sort of Mighty Ducks moment where he jumps over the cake, yeah. but it's more realistic because he doesn't have fucking rollerblades right. on, so it makes a little um, sense. Going back to the music, we failed to mention real fast that during the puking tobacco oh. tilt roll scene was tequila, which, tequila. again, that was perfect. Yes, the, all the music in this movie is great. So they get back to the sandlot. Benny jumps the fence. Yes. And then as the dog gets over, the fence falls on him. It's a sad moment and a, oh, no, what's happening kind of moment. Yeah. Because now the dog is pinned down by the fence. It's whimpering. So Smalls is like, holy shit, we got to help this dog. And he goes over to lift up the thing, but no one will help him. And he calls over Benny. He's like, Benny, you got to help me. And they both are able to move it up just enough for the dog to get out. And then... (laughs) Smalls turns around and there's that fucking huge dog's face right next to him and everyone's freaked out. Benny jumps back. Everyone from the Sandlot jumps back and then there's a little tense moment and then the dog just starts licking the shit out of Smalls' face. And as the resolution to the film, that's when the triumphant music kicks in. Yes. It was so awesome. It's so great. So well done because you know, it's just a dog. Like they, You get these scary stories and whatnot, but it's, it's a dog who loves kids and stuff look I, I was scared of dogs growing up because there were stray pit bulls that ran around oh, paradise hills sure, sure. but it took a while for me to go yeah if you show it you're not afraid of it it will love you yeah and this dog was a i looked this up too it's a great mastiff or a great mastiff oh, however you say mastiff, it so I yeah guess. mastiff so it is a very large dog yeah like there's no doubt about that but and they can look scary but they mostly are very friendly to people yeah so the dog licks his face, then he goes off to the side for the I back love of the this yard. scene. I loved I loved it. And the kids are like, What the hell is he doing? So they follow the dog, and the dog didn't eat all those baseballs. He kept most of them pristine so they could still play. Yeah, he just starts he's almost like, Hey, these are those kids that I'm always hearing. These are all their balls here. Yeah. Like <laughs> go play. Like, it was More just, dog balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is great. So yeah, they're like, We can play forever or how it, until these hundred balls go out or we lose a hundred of them but thankfully if they knock him in the vcr they can go back and get it now yeah exactly so they knock on mr myrtle's door and it's mufasa it's Mufasa and darth vader yes yes and the king of zamunda yes yes absolutely <laughs> yeah it is james earl jones one of the great moments of this movie why didn't you just knock on my door i yes. would have gotten it for you and everyone attacks squints everyone just starts hitting him he's like what yeah. he's like well we got the ball back and we you had- lost, you blew up two, three vacuums. Oh, yeah. You, you lost all of Smalls' erector set parts, which that I would have been pissed about. That probably cost some money. And then Myrtle invites them into their house, and it's like, hey, come on in. 
The and two it, of you. Definitely, you can tell he's blind yeah. as well. He's got the big shades on, and he's not really looking at anybody, but he can tell something's up with the ball, too. Yeah. So he brings, he, he's like, let's go inside. Let's talk about this ball. So Benny and Smalls follow him into his house, and he goes basically to his man cave full of crazy baseball paraphernalia. Yeah. And we soon find out that he played baseball right. with Babe Ruth. Yeah. Tells him George. George, yes. He says yeah. that multiple times, yeah. Because what he does is he goes, he goes, hey, you know, what's the deal with this ball? Small says it was it was signed by Babe Ruth. And all of a sudden, he knows the full name. He's like, George Herman Ruth? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I was like, where did you do your research now that you know that? Right. Where was your campfire or camp out for that story? Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> Said, oh, this was signed by George. I take that back. You're not. You're not in trouble. You're dead where you stand. Yep. Like great, great fucking line. Tell you what, I'll trade you. And he goes over to his to his little cabinet there, and he pulls out this baseball. You can tell it's signed by a lot of people. Yeah. And gives it to gives it to Smalls. And Benny's like, wait a second. Just so you know, this was actually signed by yeah. Babe Ruth. And he goes, well, so was that one. And then he goes along with the rest of the 1927 Yankees. Yeah, the murderers row. Yeah. Right. So we find out that Mr. Myrtle. Could have been the greatest hitter of all time, but he caught a pitch on the inside, went blind. Then apparently, as a blind guy, started a salvage yard. Right. I don't think the story matches up very well. Yeah. Yes. And it took, honestly, I, I think I had my suspicions back then, but re-watching it now, I went, wait, that doesn't add up per se? You would think they'd know as baseball fans that he used to play? Maybe. Yeah, it's still 30-something years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's tough. So yeah, the they call it even by James Earl Jones says, look, if you come by once a week and talk baseball with me, even trade. Even trade, yep. So he gives the ball back to Dennis Leary, who... Loves it. It is understand... It, that, honestly, that's a fair punishment. Yeah. That is like get, um, da, uh, Stannis chopping Davos' fingers off. <laughs> Grounded for one week. I mean, all things considered, you now have a baseball with the 27 Yankees. And, but also remember, it's a week as a kid. During yeah. the summer. That is a long ass time. Yeah. yeah, especially when he's got great friends and all these this crazy stuff happened now. Like they're yeah. going to be able to play baseball for forever, like all that kind of stuff. So it is a big punishment for a kid. But all in all, yeah, Dennis Leary actually made out in the situation. Right. For sure. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. So the summer kept on going and they would keep doing this every summer, which just sounds so awesome. Yeah. Hercules is the name of the dog, which yeah. is funny based or ironic based on what they talked about before about Babe Ruth uh, and he becomes like a mascot yeah. for the team. <laughs> so to quickly go over what happened to everybody, yeah, yeah, went to military school, then he pioneered bungee jumping. He was the one that was in the bungee thing, yeah, the, basically, yeah. The claw, the human claw. <laughs> even back then I understood what it meant when they said Bertram got into the 60s and no one ever heard from him again. So he did a bunch of acid. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, for sure. The Timmons started mini malls. Yes, they did. As a native of Southern California, fuck you guys. (laughs) My hometown is a a Navy base, a bunch of churches, a bunch of apartment buildings, and and then mini malls and chain restaurants. Right. right. Thanks, guys. Squints married Wendy Peppercorn. They have nine Nine kids. kids. Yes. Which, it's a baseball team, but... um, Oh... So they bought the general store, which at the time I would see... uh, I would say... In 1994, I could say that it's still open, but I'm pretty sure by 2016, Walmart closed them. Well, sure. In the <laughs> movies, it's open. Yeah. Let's just say that. Ham became a wrestler that I had never heard of, but I was supposedly, I'm supposed to have known of him. I, 
I'm pretty sure that was a joke. I oh, think also shit, my bad. Also the Timmy and Tommy one about them creating mini. This isn't. <laughs> there, there's only one real person in this movie. Oh shit, my bad. Yeah, yeah. That's like <laughs> literally the only real person. <laughs> So the heater got to AAA. That's as high as he got. Yep. And now he coaches a team. Yeah, he coaches his kid's team. Yeah. And Smalls is the last one to move away. This kind of plays into the second one, which I'll get to, but yeah. we'll get to that. So Benny became a professional baseball player. Not only that, he became a Dodger. Yeah, he became Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Okay, so if he's a pinch runner, I know you don't know much, that much about baseball. That would make him a bench warmer, a substitute, a scrub. Not knowing as much about baseball, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, I know that name from more than the Sandlot. So he was a pretty popular player, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I am fine. Look, I do so many shows. Everyone knows I know mostly everything about everything. Yeah. This is one thing I'm admitting. Like, I, I do if I don't know something. I don't no. know baseball. Yeah, <laughs> no. I don't know baseball. No, he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't? Okay. So he gets into a pickle and he steals home. Which is crazy, by the way. Now, knowing, not knowing that much or not watching baseball anymore, people don't come to steal home that often, um, right? The last time I saw it was Jacoby did it against the Yankees. A few years ago. Oh, a few years. This was 2000, the year either that they won the World Series in 2011 or the year after. Okay. And there was a guy that had a sign that said, Jacoby, will you marry my daughter with an arrow pointing down next to the person sitting Uh, next to him? Ah, sure. Which is pretty awesome. Gotcha. Smalls is a terrible announcer, though, because number one, he says the same thing in triplicate like Jim Ross. Yes. He's... He's stealing home. They don't see him. He's stealing home. They don't don't see him. him. I can't believe it. They don't see him. Not only does he do that, when he steals home... You're a big stickler when I come over and do these things about making sure I talk straight into the mic. He's still (laughs) doing his commentary, and he turns around, high fives everyone, so you can't hear what the fuck he's saying. Sure. So, yes, Benny steals home, he celebrates with his team, and then he has the presence of mind to look back up at the announcement. Well, they're like best friends. Yeah. They're best friends, you know. And he gives him a thumbs up, Yep. and Smalls gives him a thumbs up with a similar hat to what he had at the game. No, I think it's the exact same hat. No, the the bill's smaller. Is it? I think it's just because his head is bigger. I want to know that he did exactly what Benny said earlier in the movie and and threw it in the fireplace. I would like that too. But if you look at all the stuff he has when he's back in, you know, he's sitting down and everything, he has the original ball. He has not only the original ball that got hit over the fence, he also has the one, the fake one that they wrote on, and he has the murderer's row ball. So I think he's way more nostalgic than even you are because I think that's still the same fucking hat. Oh, jeez, yeah. I, don't I have, think it is. I don't have my Ninja Turtles hat from when I was 14. <laughs> right, right. And then they pan to a picture of all the kids at the Sandlot, yeah. and then that's the end of Which, the movie. Of course, a cynical guy in me is going, so who invited their sibling over to take that picture? Uh, see, I was going to say James Earl Jones, but it wasn't that's James true. Earl Jones. It was Hercules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that is the end of the Sandlot. Fucking love that movie. Hopefully you've seen it and just enjoy us reminiscing about it, but you have to see this movie. Yeah, again, there is no excuse. This is part of Americana. And it, and it holds up, too. There, Absolutely. There's nothing... Sure, you can say, yeah, like we mentioned, the funny stuff about how kids aren't left alone, like all that kind of stuff, but in general, this movie holds up. There's nothing wrong with this movie, and it made me want to go, fuck, man, where's my baseball bat and glove? Like, I want to go out right now and find people to play. I think it's in that group of 90s movies like um, Days and Confused, Indian Summer. I don't know if Wet Hot American Summer came out in the 90s or 2000s. No, 2000. But they're set in a different time period, and um, yeah, because of that, they still hold up. Like You can see that that was the sign of the times. Right, right, right. I agree. So easy question for you. Would you recommend this movie 
Two thumbs, way up. <laughs> exactly. Same here. Same here. Now, the next one, Sandlot 2, came out in 2005. So it's 12 years. So this is a big gripe that I have always had on Ian Hates movies. I hate when there are sequels that are really, really far away from when the yeah. initial movie was made or reboots, whatever it happens to be. I despise it. Yeah, who is grasping the straw still? Yeah, like why Why not just make a different baseball movie yeah. for kids playing baseball? Like, I think one of the most ridiculous ones are Dumb and Dumber and The Mask. Both oh, the prequel Dumb and, and the sequel. And the, yeah, yeah. Both yeah. were just no, for sure. Wow. Or, cash or grab. Fucking Independence Day resurgence. Absolutely. Yeah, there, I mean, there's tons that you can name, unfortunately. And then when you go into reboots, it's every fucking movie that's out. So yeah, I think we'll just go through these a little bit briefly because I think you'll find it funny too, uh, since it, you haven't seen them. In the numerous podcasts we've done, where you've given me a synopsis for something I would assume <laughs> is really shitty, I have left. Oh, good. Okay. Well, maybe. I mean, you might be just straight up depressed after hearing this stuff i don't know well i mean when you told me the reason batman and superman <laughs> made amends before yeah. i actually listened to the episode that you made because you told yeah. me beforehand i didn't i hadn't lost hope what's really funny is i heard recently a couple of shows finally get around to talking about it and they were just ripping off all the jokes that i made people can make the same jokes as as other people it, because it is that movie is so bad if anybody were to tell me that that movie is good or passable, I I would just go to that scene and say, but none of that makes sense because of this. Right. There's nothing else you can do for it. It's yeah, just it's absolutely. shit. So anyways, so Sandlot 2 takes place 10 years after Sandlot 1. So it's in the 70s. Everything's a little bit more modern, obviously. Yeah. But this time they invite girls to play. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. That's already, kidding, already kidding, an issue. Well, kidding. they're the softball team. Uh, so they have to we show... We like softball, Jocko. Yeah, well, they have to show that... You don't it's, know what that... Oh, but it's similar to that, though. You don't know what that's from. No, what is that from? When uh, Fed Frederick Field leaves all that money to Bayside and all of the guys wanted to go to male sports. And oh, right, Slater's right, right. like, we don't... You can have your girl sports like softball. Yes, yeah. that makes perfect sense. Yes. So <laughs> in this one... That's how they have a new group of people playing in the Sandlot. So there's no one from the first movie, except that the main character who's doing the voiceover now is Smalls' brother. But doesn't make sense time-wise, because why wouldn't Smalls be living there? So it must be, and this is the only thing I could think of, is that the mother and Bill, Bill's like, hey, we finally got that kid out of the house. Why don't we have our own kid together? Ooh, That's yeah. what I'm thinking, because the age difference, if it's 10 years, you've got Smalls in college, and now this kid is now 10 years old or so. What's really weird about this, too, is this kid wants nothing to do with baseball. Oh. He's a science nerd. Anti-patriotic. Yeah, well, he's a well, he loves NASA. So I guess oh, you can okay. say it's patriotic that way. But he wants nothing to do with baseball, so he just sees the kids in the sandlot and kind of doesn't really make friends with them, but just kind of hangs out near them while he and there's there's this whole separate story about how the there's a girl who likes the main guy in the sandlot and her father, they have a pool and a house right next to where the beast lives. Oh, okay. But they tell a story about how the beast, you know, is a menace and all this kind of stuff and how he bit a kid or ate a kid. And it turns out the main guy is afraid of dogs because it turns out that the story is true, not that he got eaten, but he was bit. So he has this huge-ass bite mark on his calf where he keeps high socks on. You were bit in the calf too? Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. 
Ah, man. So it's just stupid. It's really, it makes no sense. They love baseball, but they invite these girls to play and then they have to play. (laughs) I'm sorry. They love baseball, but (laughs) they decided to sully their experience. They let the girls come play softball, baseball with them. So they're pitching the way girls would pitch softball, which doesn't make any sense for what they're doing. I never played serious club level soccer. I only played AYSO, but as a kid... I thought it was awesome that we'd end practice with the... It was always the girls in the age group higher than us because okay. the guys, they'd still hit on them. Yeah. We'd scrimmage the older girls and we'd fit, like, we'd intermix. Okay. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, well, this... Because the girls could actually play and they, like, took it seriously. Yeah, this wasn't like that because okay. the movie sucks. Was it? Oh, so this wasn't even, like, Icebox? No, no, this wasn't oh, as cool as that. No, no, no. And then the main girl, like, likes the main guy and he likes her but they won't actually you know it's all that teasing bullshit the whole entire movie and then they have another pickle the beast moment where because and it's not that a baseball got lost there it's that the stupid kid set off a rocket from the girl's father when he's away on a trip to nasa and he sets it off and it falls into the back area where the dog is. Anyways, the whole thing, there's no, the chase scene is on a bike instead. There, there's a whole lot of stupid things that fucking happen. <laughs> Have you seen and it's Anna? not Hercules either. It's another dog. Oh, Obviously, it's another the dog beast? Well, the dog passed away at oh, some that's point. Right. But then it's not Mr. Myrtle. It's not James Earl Jones. It's not anything like that. It's a nothing movie. There's, okay. no, there's nothing of merit. Now, the third one, though. The third one came out in 2005. Yeah. No, no, 2007. Okay, yeah. Because the second one came out in 2005. Third one comes out in 2007. This one has Jason Priestley, as you you mentioned before. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Have you seen that movie? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I know that song from Deadpool. Oh, see, there's another. <laughs> there's a movie from the 90s called Calendar Girl with Jason well, Priestley. Right, in but it. I never. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything with Jason Priestley in it except for oh, this okay. movie. Yeah. So his nickname is Santa because he brings. <laughs> you know, well, because he brings the. You know, he's an expert hitter. So. So he brings it. He's a, yeah. He's a nomad. He's a nomad. He travels around to different teams because they just need someone to hit. He doesn't care about team ball. So he's a ringer. Yeah, he's a ringer. Yeah. He doesn't care about team ball. He doesn't care about any of that kind of stuff. He had sex with models and he makes lots of money and he's a dick, basically. At one point, he is practicing and yelling and making fun of the people pitching to him. And they're setting off fireworks or getting ready to set off fireworks for some special game or whatever. And the fireworks go off by accident. So he gets lost in the fireworks and the pitcher throws it, who's already mad at him, throws it and. Yeah, Santa's not yeah paying attention. Knocks him out. So now he gets transferred back to his to his previous. Well, I say transferred because he goes back into his old body. So he is now an adult man's conscious in his previous teenage body at the Sandlot. That's how he is. It does not. It's not like he's a young kid as a young kid again. He's got that consciousness. So it is that cliche. If I could go back then, knowing what I know now, I would have done it all differently. Which is funny because we mentioned before that Christmas story was kind of similar. Yeah. This is Sandlot meets a Christmas Carol because Ah. not only is his name Santa, but if he redoes his past, which he does, it makes things different in the Ah. future. He doesn't wake up and then change, but it actually changes his entire future. So he's a dick the entire movie, basically. His mom's dying of cancer, and he loves her, so he spends more time with her because he didn't get a chance to before. In this case, from what we kind of brought up from the first movie, is we are like, why is the Sandlot still there? You know, like, what's what's going on? 
in this one, a developer is trying to ah. take the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. So the he, developer, the contractor, yeah, whatever you want to call him. I don't know. He might even be something different. I okay. didn't pay that much attention. So he goes ahead, and his son is the captain of the actual baseball team for the city. So now you've got the bad baseball team, but they're actually good. That sounds like more of like a conflict than anything. That yes. Oh, there's the plenty. Original gang goes. There through. is plenty of conflict in this movie because not only do you have the issues with Santa. And all of the kids, because he's just like, I'm the best. I'm going to teach you guys how to play, you know, whatever. I don't need you, all this kind of stuff. His mother is dying. That's another conflict for him. Jeez. They also then, they also talk about Mr. Myrtle's house because it's a legend house, right? It's it's legendary. They show up and they, for some reason, the house is booby trapped like it's Indiana Jones. Oh, uh, more, not not more like Home Alone, more like Indiana Jones. It's it's kind of both, but there's a lot. Lo- there's a large baseball that travels down the stairs to try and smash kids. So it's like Indiana Jones. How big is Jones. this baseball? Dude, it's fucking huge. It's like one of those big boulders. <laughs> like, and it's not like a be- it's not a beach ball that looks like a no, baseball. No, it's an actual baseball. Dude, it's it's so weird. It makes no sense. This is the most kid thing they could put in this movie. It made no sense because they were saying we need equipment and we hear this guy has all this baseball equipment, which we know from the first movie. But why would anyone leave that expensive equipment there? And they end up finding like gloves and bats and balls there that they can use. So it's just a side thing. It, it made no sense. Okay. But one of the other things is that because he was literally there when he was a kid, he remembers the scout. Ah. He remembers the scout seeing him for the first time. So he wants to be good as well. So he joins the bad team. Even though... To stand out. And the agreement was that if the Sandlot team loses, then the developer gets the property. If they win, then they get to keep the Sandlot. Okay. You see what I mean? So it's, it's that kind of thing. But what's crazy is, so this is the first time Benny comes back, but not the character... Benny Rodriguez from the Dodgers comes back. The whatever character is playing him, yeah. it's not it's not Benny the Jet Rodriguez from the first movie. So it's Benny, and he's injured. And I guess I don't know if he ever got injured on the Dodgers, but that's what they're saying is he's injured. So he just decides to come back to the Sandlot. So he comes back to the Sandlot to help. So he's like good in Bombay. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> like that. That's <laughs> it's exactly like that. So he shows up, and also a actual character from the film from the first one shows up. Do you know who it is? James Earl Jones. No, he'd be long dead. Oh. Um, long dead. Squints. Yes. Yes. Woo! Is, does Wendy make no. it? No. Oh. And I was so pissed. But he Ooh. talks about how well it's like Benny's talking to him like, oh, he's like, yeah, we took over Vincent's drug and, you know, I'm, I'm staying here for the rest of my life. We have My wife's children. really hot. Yeah, they don't go into that as much. I think they give a little nod every once in a while to each other. Like, yeah, I got, yep. I got Wendy. But you got to remember, Benny's also a professional baseball player, so he's probably he's got- He's seen better. Yeah, you know. He's kind of seen better days. So at the current team, he plays with Santa in the future. Oh, okay. So now Benny is talking to Santa trying to help him. And Santa's like, I don't fucking need your help. You're washed up. Like, I'm the best one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like, it's not a bad... I'm going to say this. It's not a bad movie. But when you have a gem like The Sandlot, you can't ever put anything above it because it can't be the same story. Right. But... You know, they go through that same kind of arc of Santa realizes he shouldn't be playing with the bad team. He should be playing with the Sandlot kids. And that changes his life when he gets hit by a pitch and he wakes up 
everyone is That's in the hospital. That's what changes. Yeah, everyone's in the hospital with him. All of his old friends from the Sandlot, and he gets along with Benny now on the Dodgers. Like all these people, and he has the first. You meet his first love that he dumped because she didn't want to move to. I think it was like New York with him or something so it's like that that Nicolas Cage and uh, Taylor family man yes family man and by the way I don't care what anyone says I fucking love that movie no I like that movie that movie Uh, is I don't know there's something about it that gets me every time like people pretend like Ian doesn't have feelings like it's (laughs) Ian hates and stuff Ian has feelings and I just rarely hear them uh, done in the third person yes I've started doing that every once in a while (laughs) we'll see if that catches up (laughs) I'm playing the character of Ian so so you're broken Ian. No one's going to get that reference, by the way. <laughs> yeah. There's a small percentage of our audience that probably watches wrestling. That audience still has no idea what, yeah, what that is. I, right, right, right. I just made. I would say if you saw this movie for some reason, I don't know why. I think I bought this for two bucks during like a Black Friday sale. Or was it when that blockbuster near your house was closing? No, it was not. Okay. It was not that one uh, because I had no idea. I had no idea about this movie until recently because I didn't know there was a Sandlot 2 yeah. and it was on Netflix. It's no longer on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, what Home Alone? How many Home Alones have there been? Like, like five? five? Yeah, exactly. And it's another thing where just even the second one wasn't as good as the first. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. So yeah, I would say I wouldn't go out of my way to see this movie, but it wasn't bad. So if it's on, leave it on. If two's on, change it. Oh yeah, never watch two. Two has no bearing on the storylines whatsoever. At least three has two previous and characters. Technically. Yeah, 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 something in it. So I would say, you know, look, there's plenty of other better things to watch. But in general, if you really love the Sandlot, you can go ahead and give that a shot. Yeah. It's just like the Mighty Ducks 3. Like, And I watched, by the way, I watched Mighty Ducks 3 later on that week afterwards. Yeah. It's not a terrible movie. And actually, it's the most realistic yes. out of all three because the coach... They actually work on things, and in the final game between the uh, the freshman ducks and the, the varsity, varsity team, ducks. the varsity well varsity well, warriors those. in that in that game, they don't score until the last minute. They focus on defense the whole entire time, which is more realistic yeah. to what they're trying to do. It's not a you know the flying V doesn't work, all that kind of stuff doesn't work. So no no fancy NBA style tricks. They just straight played up. No, it's straight play up. Just don't play it through the middle, which they always used to do. It's it, you know. The other things don't make sense. Like, oh, the bet that if the freshman team beats a varsity team, they get to stay. They well, not only that, not only do they get to stay, but they get to change the entire name of the team to the Ducks from now on, and then they have banners ready when they win, yeah. which is crazy. But what was also funny, and I I know we're going off on another tangent, but we didn't bring this up. They have a petition. In it, the girl that Pacey likes at the beginning, she has a petition to change the name of the team from the Warriors because the Warriors was the tribe of Native Americans. So what's funny is she's trying to change that, which is obviously happening all over now. Topical. Exactly. All all the way back then. But what was funny was Pacey's reason for not changing it was he was like, no, there are the Redskins, there's the this, there's the Braves, there's the this. They're all strong names. They're the Indians. Oh, yeah, dude, he started naming it. It's like, the, right now, the name the Redskins is terrible. Like, yeah. people lose their How shit over that. How many colleges have changed their mascots because of threatening to lose funding if they don't? Right. So it was just funny to see that that was happening back then, but then Pacey was using an argument that people are completely against now. Yeah. In, in well, except time, Redskins fans. Oh, who yeah. Who still but, use it as their defense. So, I don't know. It's, it's all strange it's yeah. all weird if people don't care people don't care i whatever 
I said that the NFL has plenty of names you should change then as well. When I was going to college, our Native American and our Hispanic clubs protested our mascot. We put it on the ballot. We overwhelmingly overwhelmingly voted to keep it, and our president still took it away. Sure. And my reasoning was, we're all proud to be Aztecs. Every single person that walked through these halls is proud to have that name. So I don't under... And my, well, my solution was... Call them overweight Asian guys named Tristan because the only person they could possibly offend is me. And I won't be. I won't sue you. I won't get mad. It's not like South Park where you can just have a giant douche and a turd sandwich voted on. Right. And that's what they'll end up using as their, as their mascot. Turn into a taco that poops ice cream. That's a great episode, yeah. by the way. All right. So I think that's it. I don't think there's much more reason to talk about any more of those. Sandlot 1. You better fucking watch it. Yeah. I, you're a ridiculous person. To a point where that should even be in your collection. Yeah. I, I understand people now don't have as many collections because they're just watching things online. But you can't. I believe Sandlot is leaving Netflix soon. Yeah. And then I don't think the third one's going to be picked up. I, I don't think. And the second one's not there anymore either. Same with the Mighty Ducks. None of the Mighty Ducks are on Netflix. Yeah. I, I've watched everything on Amazon. Yeah. So yeah. you got to think about that. You should at least have the ones that you can't get in your collection on digital yeah you should have them yeah exactly ready to stream i mean they're any movie buff even with all these streaming services that where every thousands of titles are readily available there should be at least five that you either own the disc or own outright that you are ready to this is one of my favorite movies whether it's from your kid from your childhood or just whenever that you should have queued up and ready to go and you don't need the blu-ray of sandlot i mean i have it i have it but you don't need it but for, for these kind of films you can actually normally on a black friday or something like that that's when these movies go on yeah. sale so you pick them up for like three bucks at best buy or whatever yeah. like it's not that hard to do so i would definitely recommend it i know tristan you would as well absolutely this is actually i think this brings to an end the summer movie series oh i know right i mean summer's not even over but Suicide Squad's coming out, yeah. and then I think you got a bunch more stuff as well. But what? Let me ask you this, though. Put you on the spot a little bit. What other summer movie would there be to go over? Because I'm trying to think of things, and we've always wanted to do Sandlot and Mighty Ducks. Little so Giants. That's uh, on the line, on the fence. Yeah, I wasn't a huge. Same with the Big Green. I wasn't a huge like. I was like, okay, but I don't really need. It. It's like kicking and screaming or something like that like they're all what the teen soccer movie or the college no movie? kicking and screaming was uh will ferrell with the yeah, little the so- yeah yeah, yeah the so- there's yeah. two kicking and screamings oh what's the other one it's about these kid, these this group of friends they just graduated college and it's that seminal what the fuck do i do after college and i don't you know i'm not a career person type thing that's oh. what the kicking and screaming is like you're kicking and screaming into adulthood oh okay i gotcha yeah. i gotcha what about uh, the little go. rascals? No, okay. I, I, wouldn't, I really, I, wouldn't. I really like that movie. But, I never. And I just want to bring it up real fast. I give her shit to this day. My mom. I've never been to Universal Studios. One time, my mom went with her boyfriend, and I know for a fact they went on a school day specifically. Oh. So I wouldn't go. Oh. <laughs> so I still have never been. I still give my mom shit about that, but. I did get a Little Rascals movie poster back. Oh, okay. And you are talking to a kid whose mom got remarried and did get, in fact, a My Parents Got Married in Las Vegas and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. (laughs) T-shirt. I had one when I was seven. And it wasn't lost on you? 
I didn't know. It was completely lost on me. Oh, okay. Completely lost gotcha. on me. Okay. I was just like, why is this tweaker moving in with us? No, what I was going to say, too, I think a fun movie to do, which I don't consider a sun- summer movie, but if we're just talking about like sports type whatever, is I would do uh, She's the Man for with, sure. With the Man to Bonnet. Yes. <laughs> that movie is fucking hilarious for all the wrong reasons. Oh, man. I just, I can't. If that movie's on... I have to leave it on because it's so bad. Would you be willing to do an Ian Hates on Bend It Like Beckham? Ugh. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Whatever. I think I think we're good for today. Yeah, thank uh, you, everyone, for letting us reminisce about The Sandlot, one of the greatest movies from the 90s. That's right. And thank you, Tristan, for yeah, being on the show. Thank you very much. So, Tristan, you want to plug your uh, blog? Yes, I have started a blog where I go over not-so-popular TV shows and hopefully soon movies from the 90s. So, not Saved by the Bell, but California Dreams. Not 90210, not Melrose Place, but Models, Inc., and maybe even not Baywatch, but maybe Baywatch Nights. Oh, okay. So you can find that at thankguapoits90s.squarespace.com. So not Power Rangers, but Beetleborgs. VR Troopers. Ah, okay. Yes. All right. Sure, sure, sure. You can find it on Twitter, Guapo's 90s Culture, since uh, Thank Guapo's 90s is too long. Sure. And we also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash thankguapoits90s. Very oh nice yeah, and that. you can email the show at or the blog rather at thinkguapo.its90s at gmail.com. There we go. So I will do the plugs for this one now. Thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our summer movie series. We should be back next week with Suicide Squad. That's the plan. If not, it'll be some different movie and we'll get to Suicide Squad at some point. If you could, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, all your favorite podcast listening apps, and especially on iTunes if you could rate subscribe and share it really helps out the show much appreciated so thank you for the people that have been doing that we're a very interactive show so you can go ahead and interact with me on twitter at ian hates podcast on instagram it's ian hates podcast on facebook www.facebook.com slash ian hates and then you can also, if you don't like listening on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it happens to be, you can go ahead and go to www.ianhates.com, and that has everything there for you. You can stream and download every single past episode as well as all the new episodes. And then that's where you can also find my other show, Ian Hates Music, where I talk hardcore, metalcore, pop punk, every type of rock genre, basically, you can find there. And you can listen to that show on every other podcast listening app the same exact way as Ian Hates Movies. So it's all there. Ian Hates Love is a new show coming soon, working everything out that I can, just trying to get everything in place to make sure that's all ready to go. Lots of fun, lots of shows every week brand new content hopefully lots of entertainment for you hopefully you're enjoying it so let me know and you can also email me the same way as tristan just mentioned you can email me ianhates at gmail.com so i think that covers everything thanks very much for again letting me come on and thank you for being here i have a lot of fun doing this so i much much appreciate it so i'll end this with you what do you got you got a catchphrase now with the blog and everything damn no i don't um (laughs) damn it, okay, well, the blog's old slogan or catchphrase was when uh, when very special episodes were still the norm. But that just, I can't end with that. So you'll rather end with that? Then? Yeah. <laughs> you can't end with that. See you next week. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. And I will end the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, country love.
There was only one night game a year. On the 4th of July, the whole sky would brighten up with fireworks, giving us just enough light for a game. We played our best then, because I guess we all felt like the big leaguers under the lights of some great stadium. Benny felt like that all the time. We all knew he was going to go on to bigger and better games, because every time we stopped to watch the sky on those nights, like regular kids, he was there to call us back. You see, for us, baseball was a game. But for Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, baseball was life. Hercules lived to be 199 years old, uh, in doggy years. I was the last one to move away, but when I did, the sandlot was still there. After Benny pickled the beast, his reputation spread all over town. From then on, he was known as Benny the Jet Rodriguez, and the nickname stuck with him for the rest of his life. You play ball like a girl!